bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. This is The Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. Welcome into the Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. I am Jason Fields, filling in for the great Dr. Ken Harris, who was on assignment. And today, I promised you all that I would be, we would be talking to you know, what I like to call the young new hotnesses. Um, I think for those of you who who know me know that you know, I, I always have an issue when we're talking about, and I don't want to say young folk because that's just, at, at, at some point it just gets old seeing young folk. I'll be 49, so let's just say they're younger than me. Uh, younger professionals, uh, people who are doing, I think, good things. And one of the things that always concerned me is instead of always listening to topics or getting input regarding people's opinions about industries, about topics. Why don't we talk to the people who are doing this stuff? And those of you who know me, you've heard me say, you know, I don't really care for people's opinion. Um, Opinions are the lowest form of human intelligence. And that's not a knock on anybody. But my opinion is that my father, Johnny Fields Jr., is the greatest man on the planet. And there is nothing you can say to me that would convince me that he's not. He doesn't have more money than anybody else, although he got money. He's not the smartest guy. He's not the smartest guy on the planet, although he's brilliant. And so my opinion is not statistically backed up by facts. And so what I like to do, you know, outside of those or in addition to facts is talk to people who are in these industries and so we got Angelica Chapman Sykes, and I'm going to have Angelica introduce herself, along with Stefan Marshall. Um, met both of these individuals this year. And, you know, I, I, I think I'm going to be, I don't know, they, I'm just going to be with them. I'm, I'm, <laughs> where I go, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take them with me, you know. Or... We're cruising out here, man. <laughs> cruising. So... We're zooming gassed up. <laughs> So we just we just going to make sure we stay in contact and do some things. And the way the three of us met was in esports and gaming. And I've always said to individuals, you know, if you have not 
understood the power and the magnitude of this stuff uh, and what it entails from jobs to career paths to think Stefan, you and I were talking about getting free rides in college. And so what I want to do is let's do this. I want you both to introduce yourself, what school, where you came from, where you live, what you're doing now, and give me or give us, the listening audience, um, just what you plan on doing in the next three, five years. Nothing, it don't have to, it, it doesn't have to be the the whole game plan, but just and Angelica, we're gonna start with you ladies first. Okay, okay. Hi, so I'm Angelica. <laughs> um I have two bachelor's degrees from the University of Wisconsin Whitewater. My first degree is in video game development. Uh, well, it's called media arts and game development. And the emphasis is in communication. And my other degree is in Japanese study. Right now, I work at a video game company. Uh, it's a pretty big one. I don't know if I'm able to say the name of it. <laughs> ain't no stock prices. Ain't no stock options going but, out but, right now, right? <laughs> well, well, they do. They, it's a battle royale. Yeah, game. it is. So that's that's a clue. Um, yes, right now I'm just working in Madison, and for like my next three to five year goal, I would just like to do like more things in the gaming industry, like be like a producer. Or wherever life really takes me, honestly, because I didn't. If you asked me like five years ago if I thought I would be in the gaming industry, I would have told you no. And you two are like rare black folks in this. In this yeah. 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 Articuno. Yep. Articuno out here, rare man. <laughs> so, <laughs> Stefan, give us your where you from, what you're doing, what what aspirations, because you you were the first person that I think that I've physically seen up clothes black <laughs> in the flesh about, yeah talking yeah. about going pro or trying to go pro so give us give us your your feedback well i am from beloit wisconsin went to Beloit memorial high school i went to university of wisconsin rock county majored in music performance actually my uh for the last half of my life i've been playing uh, drums percussion all throughout middle schools when i picked it up in eighth grade got my first drum set there and um, Angelica was in orchestra while I was in band yeah. in high school. So we would actually, uh, collab a little bit. The orchestra would be like, Hey, hey, we need a drummer to come out here and, uh, play this, uh, set for our piece. And they'd be like, Hey, Stefan, Hey, come out here, bro. Slap some skin, man. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I'll put, put one down for the one time. Man. And, and yeah, Angelica have I, and I have been friends for several years. Like can't had plenty of the, same friend groups and it's really wild to come back now um i didn't think even a year or so ago i would go into professional gaming because my bigger love was music now i i've always played video games my whole life my mother would have to kick me out and tell me to touch grass and all that (laughs) Like all the time, I'm like, man, but it's so fun, man. I want to get this combination in Dragon Ball Z Budokai, man. <laughs> hey. And, uh, yeah, so. The <laughs> trans- like, y'all, y'all, y'all feel what he's talking about? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, you know, man. Yeah, yeah. Dragon Ball Z was crazy, bro. Like, Budokai, Budokai Tenkaichi, man. Sagas was questionable, but, you know, decent. Like, <laughs> so like, let me ask this question, you know, for, for, you, you're doing that. Um, and I want to let's start with some of the myths, you know, about 
video game. And I want to get into not not just video games, but esports. How big, and, and I want this from your opinion, and we can start with you, Stefan, and then Angelica, you answer. How big is esports and video gaming? Because we, like you just said, Stefan, it was growing up, everybody, stop doing this, get off that game. Yeah. Like, but that's not time. what it is now. No, no. Like Nowadays, you probably hear parents telling their kids in school, encouraging them to play more video games. If that's the route that their kids want to go to, go down now, then so be it, because esports has gotten to that type of global scale now compared to when I was a kid. Like I'm I'm twenty six. So I've been gaming for, you know, twenty years. Started off on Nintendo sixty four, Mario Kart sixty four, Smash Bros, all that. And to come up now to where people can get paid to simply be good at a game is that's just staggering to me. That's that's wild. I'm just like, I wish that was around when I was younger. Like I would have just done that at first, honestly. Angelica? Yeah, I didn't realize how big uh esports was until I like actually majored in video game development in college. Because I started what made research. you what what like most black folk don't go to school to go Facts. I'm going I'm going <laughs> major <me>. in. <laughs> so walk me through that decision. Okay, so when I first went to college, my deg- um, my major was in computer science. And when I was in class, I was like, this is boring. Like, I wanted to do something more creative. And after I studied abroad from Japan, um, being in Japan, like, I went to a lot of, like, arcades there. Mm-hmm. Especially when I was, like, abroad. I-, I went through, like, a lot of, like, depression, anxiety. And going to, like, the arcades really just made me just feel happier and i was like i want to do something like this i want to be able to work at companies to make games to like make people like feel good be able to like escape reality so as soon as i came back i hurry up and changed my major to game development and so when you guys are looking at that because i i gotta imagine that you know at this point it's a lot of stuff you both have went through i mean you Again, and, and, and not that it's a it's a good or bad thing. It is what it is. You don't have a lot of women uh, running teams. You don't have a lot of black folks. You know, I mean, you got to – it's a numbers, but it's some, not – Small it, numbers, but some. It's a small number. And and like I said before, you're the only one that I know in Wisconsin. <laughs> so <laughs> you're the only person I know in Wisconsin, black, trying to become a professional esports, you know, champion. Um, how – how hard is it sometimes being, you know, we've all experienced it being that only black person. Oh yeah. So many times. Definitely. Uh, most of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how did you, how did you do, how do you deal with it? You just gotta be that one that really, you just have to eliminate caring about what other people think. Mm-hmm. You got to get that out of your head a lot because it can hold you back from doing great things, honestly. Like, I want to be uh, one of the great black professional gamers out there. Like, I want to be one of those guys. And I feel like more black people should take that route, too. Like, if they have ever thought about it, considered it, why not give it a try? If you think you have the skill, you were... If you're competitive, you have what it takes like internally within you, then the only thing stopping you is wanting to put in the time and dedicate your, yourself to it. Because you'll be like, man, but there's so many other pros out there, man. They be doing all this crazy stuff. Well, that could be you too, man. Don't hold yourself back, man. Don't be too humble, man. 
<laughs> you gotta know if you good or not man it's That's like true. it's like musicians man like mm-hmm. we we know pocket we know feel you know like when the groove is locked in and tight man you'll see somebody sitting on the sideline making like stank face like they just took like mm. <laughs> man that baseline disgusting holy shit. <laughs> like, it's just like that man it's just like that angelica yeah so uh to piggyback on what stefan said it is just like just getting yourself out there um i know with myself like I, i'm always doing something different i'm always trying out something different and just making like as much connections as you can um i didn't know that there's like a black and gaming group is on facebook and it has a lot of like black professionals who are in the video game industry so after i graduated college i joined that group and i was able to meet like a bunch of people in there who actually gave me like tips on how to like be in the industry how to get in there there were even people that were nice enough to look at like my portfolio for me to tell me about like game jams to like make games really uh like over like a weekend um so yeah that's how i was able to navigate it and even at work like i'm the first and only black female Mm -hmm. at my job which baffles me because this studio has been around for six years crazy six years and when i just go in there i just know like what i bring to the company and who i am and the value that i have so like if anyone has anything to say to me that's like negative i just know like my true inner qualities and what i can do for like the company and just for the video game industry in general we're going to have more of this conversation on the other side. We're speaking with Angelica Chapman Sykes and Stefan Marshall, two, two dynamic folks I met this year. And y'all know me. I, I try to snatch up talenting and, and pull it in house. And so we'll be back with more of this conversation on the other side. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. This is the Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth, live from American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. I am Jason Fields, in for Dr. Ken, who is on assignment. And as I'm sitting in the studio uh, with Angelica Chapman Sykes and Stefan Marshall, you know, I wanted to touch base. We're talking about esports, but all, more than that, because I think I, I think we don't do enough of talking with people and the generations coming behind us and really hearing from them, particularly when we want to start talking about just industries, the economy, politics, spirituality, life in general. It's usually um, a bunch of folk in a room 
talking about what young people should be doing and saying without their input. And so one of the questions I always ask, and I asked a couple of my friends of mine, uh, friends of mine, the last two days on the radio, we had state representative Dora Drake. Uh, we yesterday we had Tanetta Darcel Carter. Um, why are you two? And I don't want to ask this in a negative way, but why are you here? Why are you still here? Meaning you got some options. What made you go? You know what? This is still the place for me right now. Cause Stefan, you travel between you between Madison, Beloit, Milwaukee. What made you go? You know what? I'm a musician, esports professional. I'm going, what you could probably go somewhere else and maybe have a better opportunity. I don't know. What what keeps you what keeps you here? Well, for for right now, being that I've decided I want to go down the esports lane, and typically you kind of spend a lot more time at home because you have to game to do that. Um, for right now, I'm stationary because I want to be more financially comfortable, so that way, whenever I want to go out and embark into the world. I'm just ready for anything. I'm not going to be worried about anything. I don't want money to be an issue ever. So, like, so, so you're for, making a game plan. I'm making a game plan to stack bread right now while I work on the grind to professional Rocket League. Now, how, how much, how hard is it to work? Cause you got to spend some hours. Like talk to me real big and then we're going to come to you, Angelica, but because pe- I think people don't understand, this is a real sport. This yeah. this ain't something you just wake up and do occasionally. <laughs> no, this is this is real. It is a grind. It is a grind, definitely. Like most pro players have maybe over ten thousand hours in. Honestly, that's that is insane to me to think about. And for me getting to where I am, for those that do know Rocket League, I am a champion two players occasionally dip down to champion one like this is top seven to four percent of gaming right there out of millions of players that play as a game and yeah it is honestly it's it's so you decent yeah i'm I'm decent decent. i'm decent (laughs) i'll do i'll do a thing too man i'll do flip reset and to double tap on you real quick They like be calling out moves, combinations like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so you're in the four, four to seven percent of the top of millions and millions of players. Yes, globally. Yes. And so you're staying here. My stats are even higher. Really? Yeah, actually. You know how many people pay attention to esports globally? On a just off the top of your head, I mean, it's when I went to Minnesota, it was like a I don't a million some people maybe watching live or something on YouTube. It's that sick. It's that sick because people nowadays are freaking crazy. <laughs> it is. It is wild to see. like. It's just pure creativity. That's that's all it is. It's like when you get to a certain level of gameplay, then you don't have to think like I need to push this button to do this input. It's just like you're. It, it, the controller is an extension of you or keyboard and mouse if you prefer that. But <laughs> did you but, have a mentor? I mean. Did you have a mentor or somebody to go, you know what, Stefan, here, I'm going to nudge you around? Or did you have to, I don't want to say struggle, but did you have to, you know, walk, chew gum and create, innovate on your own as you chose this path? Yeah, yeah. I'm more just uh, 
did it to myself tried to learn as i'm the type of person that's like if i see something cool i'm like i need to learn that <laughs> like, mm-hmm. i need to learn how to do that it's, it's same with drums like i would see somebody do like a really cool like drum lick in a cover and i'm like damn man that lick was crazy man them 16th triplets over that man i gotta break that down right quick all right he did a six stroke roll into it <laughs> like, is like is like mental math breaking it down and like the same thing with Rocket League when I see players go for triple flip resets and many other like high level maneuvers and I'm just like dude that creativity like I'm thinking about it with my hands I'm like how do you think like to get into all that position you are like truly wired in like in that flow like dude. flow state can definitely be big man that, does the musician skills transfer yes easily to yes. the video yeah definitely because especially drums okay like, the, the thing about drums and what makes drums one of the coolest instruments ever is that everything is about time life is basically down to time you know we travel along of you know this linear fourth dimensional line of time and we have so much that we can do with it you know like I can't even, in one day, you have 24 hours. Think about how many things people do in 24 hours. Some some people may fly across seas and start doing business meetings over in Europe just like same day, like wake mm-hmm. up, you know, like time is whatever you want it to be. And as drums, like when you are listening to like a metronome or a click track, then you can easily tell like, all right, I'm ahead of the beat. Oh, snap, I'm behind the beat. I'm dragging. Like I need to... I need to try to play on top of the metronome, play on top of the click, and become one with it and feel exactly how that flows. And any musician goes through that, or that can be, it doesn't even have to be music, like, because time goes upon everything, like boxing, man, you know, like, you got to know when to strike, when to bob and weave. Like if you weave at the wrong time, you may come into a right hook. <laughs> so are you still playing instruments? Are you yes, still? Yes. I am in a band in Madison. We are called Defunk and the Grease Monkeys. We came out with a three-song EP in December. You can check it out on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music. <laughs> Is it good? Hey, yeah. We smooth, man. Like jazzy hip-hop, <laughs> man. Smooth. We got, we got it's drums, bass, keys, uh, djembe, uh, we got uh, saxophone, and the saxophonist will switch between that and like an iwi, which is uh, like imagine like an electrical, like like electronic clarinet looking. So like you can get so many different sound effects out of it. And of course, we got the rapper on top of all that. And I started playing with that group near the end of 2021 and still play with them to this day of course and we're we're working on uh, creating more music in the lab right now and some stuff in the works and get back into uh gigging normally again around march or so yep yep uh that is uh you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm just, I'm fascinated by you, bro. <laughs> I'm just intrigued by you immensely. I'm, I'm just looking at you like, I, I want to go to one of your shows. <laughs> oh man, I, I'll be sure to wild out, man. Definitely, man. Get the driver's son. I'm gonna go to one of them. <laughs> right, we oh, go, we, we go, go to one of those shows. through. We live, bro. On me. So, we're gonna have more of this conversation, and then Angelica, we're gonna ask you the same question. We'll have more of this conversation on the side. This is the truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. On the new 101.7 The Truth.
having the truth. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. I am Jason Fields, and for Dr. Ken, who is on assignment, and we are talking with Stefan Marshall and Angelica Chapman Sykes about esports, and not just esports, but their path, their journey uh, around the gaming industry. And Zach, you said, who, who were we just listening to? Let me see if they know it. Y'all know what that was from? Uh, oh. Is it from a game? Is it yeah. Last of Us? Oh, Last oh, oh, the gosh. show is coming out on HBO. You see, yeah. I played only through like maybe like one fifth of the first Last of Us. Like it's one of those games. Like I started, but I'm, but I'm like in the middle of playing other games. It's just like, <laughs> but then I'm like, damn, this other game crazy. I'll come back to this. And then, <laughs> well, you got to finish it because the TV show. It's coming out. True, true. I got to get that plot, man. Got to mm-hmm. see how this goes. Y'all down. should see my face in the studio. I have no idea what they. <laughs> we're, we're, I have no idea what the four of them are all talk, talking about. <laughs> so, but the, the the beauty of it, and Angelica, I want to come to you, uh, re, and I want to ask the same question we asked Stefan. But I think the beauty of it is just this: the scenario right here that in the gaming industry, it's music, it's TV shows, it's it's all kind of stuff tied to it. That anybody can, you know, if you really wanted to get into it, it's a number of things you can do, a number of career pathways that you can go. So my question on the table, and Stefan did a great job answering it hey. and exposing us a little bit of his his uh, spirituality, his wisdom. So why are you still here? I mean, oh, I'm ready to leave. <laughs> no, I, I, it's always one. Yeah, yeah. So, so my plan after college was nope, to actually nah, we give you. <laughs> yeah, so my trapped, plan after bro. college was to leave Wisconsin. I I wanted to go to California, either go to Japan, but because of like COVID, I graduated mm-hmm. in May of 2020. So I just had to like try to figure out what I could do here, and I was super super surprised to find out that there are. I think like five different video game companies in Madison. We are a major player in the esports gaming or video game arena with what is it, four or five major companies that produce some of the games that mm-hmm. most Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, our organization, I'm going to do a shameless plug and we're going to come back to you. <laughs> okay. <answering that> question. <laughs> you know, we're going we, we to highlight me right now for a second. Go ahead. But man. Uh, we are doing uh, tournaments because we've been very passionate and adamant about participating in esports because you know again i think it's an untapped uh industry for particularly people of color uh and i wanted to bring the two of you because you you guys have experience and madison is i think you know making some good strides milwaukee has a good good program and some great people doing some great work here as well but uh we are looking to do have minnesota roker come to madison next in the next two months the Minnesota professional sports team 
And for those of you who don't know, the Milwaukee Bucks has a professional sports team or esports team, and they just won a championship um, in their esports uh, division. I, I forget what game they play, uh, but the Minnesota Roker will be coming to town again. UW Madison has a team. I think Whitewater has a team. Mm-hmm. Um, Amon Green, former NFL Green Bay Packer running back, is the coach for the esports team at. Is it Lakeland, Lakeland University, or Lakeland College? So, you know, God, we 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 have people in this arena. So, Angelica, we were trying to keep you. We going we we're talking about keeping you here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah man. Yeah. So, please continue. You were you were looking at going to either California or Japan. Yeah, I was, and I got hired at um, a company here in Madison, and. Right off the bat, as soon as I got hired, my old lead told me, he was like, I knew why you apply for this position so you can get your foot in the door. And that's really that's keeping me here in Wisconsin. What does that mean? Like you apply for this position to get your foot in the door? Yeah, because I, I am currently like an office admin. Okay. And he knew that like I wanted to do something different. So just because it's very competitive to get into the gaming industry, it's so hard. Like it took me over a year to find a job in the gaming industry after graduating college. And is it based on, cause is it a system where it's not what you know is who you know, or is it, you, it's just not readily advertised on how you get up in there. I say that's like, it's like a combination of both just because the industry is big, but it's small at the same time. Like so many people I work with, they've worked with each other at different companies and there's just tons and tons of people who just want to get into the gaming industry, but there's only like, you know, select amount of spaces for them to get there. So for me, I was just applying for like anything and everything. (laughs) I was like every, I had a list. Go get her. It was like every single week I would spend like six hours, eight hours just working on like my resumes, my cover letter, my portfolios, just applying it to like so many different companies. And I was just so happy that like my old lead, like he saw like the potential in me. Mm -hmm. And it's really nice because I was able to learn more about like different jobs in the industry that I wouldn't have learned at school. So that's like also, it's also like keeping me here in Wisconsin. These it's just kind the of careers were never brought up in school. Yeah, none of it. Yeah, because my, my emphasis is in communication. And when I talk to like my teachers about it, they're like, well, you can be a producer. And I'm like, how do I do that? They had no idea. <laughs> so it wasn't until like I actually got into the industry and was able to see like firsthand on like how do game designers do stuff? What, what do producers do? What do the artists do? Learning about like motion capture studios, like I didn't learn any of that stuff. Only I w- I would say like in school, I probably only learned like thirty percent of what I actually needed to know. Mm. Do you think that? Well, I want to sit on that question. Let's talk about your pageant stuff because I want to get into some of the personal stuff yeah. with you all. You you are so. What's the? I get a Facebook. What is a message from from you or something? And oh, it was to help you know, support you doing your thing. Yeah. Um, so talk to us about these black Miss America pageants. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I am, it's my last year to be eligible for the Miss America pageants. 
So I'm going to be doing four competitions this year. Hope that I get a local title. If I get this local title, then I'm able to meet, um, compete for Miss Wisconsin. And if I win Miss Wisconsin, then I can compete for Miss America. So part of me doing this is also to get like more visibility on the platform that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Well, now it's called Social Impact Initiative. And mine is to, it's called... Wait, let me try to remember what it's called because I just wrote this down yesterday. <laughs> it was called Game Changers Diversifying STEM. Um, no. Yeah. yeah, Diversifying STEM through video game development. And that's like getting kids from all, like, all different backgrounds, but especially like kids um, from diverse backgrounds to have them learn about video game development mm-hmm. to get them interested in STEM because science, math, and technology – that's, that's kind of boring. Just, I'm just going to say it. So if you <laughs> encourage kids by making video games, they're not really going to be thinking like, oh, I'm really coding. This is like hard or something. This will give them like idea to be like, oh, this is fun. Like, I like coding. I like doing this. I like doing that. So that's another reason why I went ahead and did this pageant is because if I get a title I want to be able to go around to like different schools Mm -hmm. in the Madison area, Beloit area, just around Wisconsin in general to talk about video game development to young kids. Because at my job, we did a youth gaming workshop that I helped put together with uh, Matem. And it was so cool. Like I actually cried afterwards because there were there was these two high school students and they want to be artists but they don't know how to like do it, how to get in the video game. And one of them, he was so behind on all his schoolwork because of like COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just wanted to just quit high school. He just wanted to drop out. And after I talked to him and had him talk to my coworkers about like the different opportunities he can have as like an artist in the industry, just stuff that he can do right now in high school to prepare himself like afterwards his mom called me and she was like, I don't know what you said to him, but he he's ready to graduate high school. He's so excited to like go to college. He's working on like a portfolio. Um, he's watching like art videos. And that just made me like so happy. You know, let me ask the two of you this. Uh, Zach, how are we looking on? Um, I want to because I want to ask the two of you this question. We can ask him and then have him think about it. OK, I want to ask you this this question, given the, that scenario. Mm-hmm. Do you think, and I don't want to come down on education, anybody's in particular, but do you think we're doing a disservice to students by not using those kinds of approaches, using gaming to help them develop or, you know what I mean? Have we, is, are we operating from an outdated educational model? So, um, we're going to have more of that conversation on the other side. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. I am Jason Fields, and for Dr. Ken, who is on assignment, Truth Nation, be sure to tune in to The Truth with Sherwin Hughes, my man, next Monday on MLK Day, as he will be broadcasting live broadcast from the Mecca Sports Bar and Grill right in the Deer District from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Come on down as the truth will get you ready for the Bucks MLK Day matinee basketball game. You can enjoy a bite to eat, watch Sherwin's show live, and win some free swag from one of from the 1017 The Truth Street Team. Again, that's The Truth with Sherwin Hughes on Monday, January 16th, live from the Mecca Sports Bar and Grill across from the Pfizer Forum in the Deer District. You guys know what game this is from? I, I love it, Zach. Keep 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 it coming. This y'all know what game this is from? This is from Rocket League. This is the uh this is when this is the music that they play after this is the post game music. Yeah, he for real, Zach. He, <laughs> yeah, he, he for real, Zach. He, he, he and like, not only that, they they play that that this specific song at uh tournaments. That's that's where they play it more is after uh, one team beats another in a series, then they play that exact music. <laughs> did we play that the tournament I, that we did? Um, oh no, I don't I, think so. I ain't, I ain't at that level yet. No, I, don't <laughs> think, I don't think we did it there, <laughs> but it's definitely at all the other tournaments. Every one of them, they always played this exact song. Keep it coming, Zach. I like this. I like this <laughs> little, little little charade. So the question on the table, you all, and we're talking with Angelica Chapman Sykes and Stefan Marshall nope. again, two folks who. Um, I met this year and we just getting cool, becoming cool. Um, I'm going, I'm trying to have some of that new hot young energy rub off on me. Um, love the stuff that they're doing, love the work that they're doing. And the question on the table was, you know, Angelica, you gave us a sort of a scenario around education and what's happening. And, you know, given both of your paths, and I don't want to come across like I'm trying to set up some negative discussion because I'm not. But I, when I look at education and the potential of the things that we're talking about now, I get concerned and worried because I don't know if we got enough kids learning or being fed the opportunities in a booming industry like this that with a number of different career pathways, it's already hard being black. And so now you, when you talk about where the future is growing, are we doing this service to black kids by not talking about this stuff? Yes. Yes, absolutely. 100% fact. Cause there's already so few black gamers out there as it is that even claim to be gamers. Like there's more Mexicans that claim to be gamers than black people, which is wild. Mm. And, it's, and it's like everybody play games like in some sort of way like pc games um computer well yeah the pc games these computer <laughs> games like if you play on your xbox if you play on your phone and it's like there are kids who are interested in this but they just don't know how to get into it and so we have <laughs> and, and i want to touch base because you are when you both when we we're all on zoom and and i don't i don't feel you know, whether you want to talk about it or not, but you all said you you both said you would love to be in a position where you uh, I'm going to read this because I see speaking of esports, I've seen some leagues on sports betting websites. I'm yeah. not a pro gamer, but I follow black gamers unite on Xbox community. 
there's one lady gamer by the name of Versina Hart. I don't know if y'all know her. Um, Aramore, thanks for uh, chiming in. And you all remember to call into the truth line at 833-212-1017 or hit the talk and text line at 833-212-1017. You were saying that there are so many careers and we just, what, 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 what should we do? If you were talking to your younger self now or talking to teachers who would be teaching you, what should they be doing if they want to get these kids interest? Right. What should they be doing? Because you closer than I am. I, I would personally definitely promote the option of going into uh, either gaming, development for gaming, graphics, all that at an earlier age of kids are showing interest in it. Like, honestly, because what is the harm in finding out that there's actually more kids underlyingly that want to do this stuff but don't know how to properly do it like yeah i would i would really like to start something even as early as elementary school really Mm -hmm. yeah because that's when kids like really finally their their passion and they're not really as influenced by like other people because like when you get older i have family telling me like oh you should be a doctor what are you doing why are you doing this and kind of like having that self-doubt in myself but as a kid, like you're just free and you can just do whatever you want to do. There is there was a report done. And here was my issue with some of my folk. And, and y'all know I love you. But Lord Jesus, sometimes just everything don't always have to be a conspiracy for crying out loud. <laughs> um, so really? there was a report or study Bruh. done that said <laughs> what you say, Zach. <laughs> so there's all there was a report that was done that said and it was a, I forget who did it, but. It said that basically kids who are gamers have shown proof of faster cognizant mm-hmm. or sort reflexes, of yeah. reflexes, yes, developmental skills. Absolutely true. Yeah. And y'all should have saw when I posted the article. Folks was like, who did the study? I homeschooled my kids. I'm like, yo, calm <laughs> down. Um, But again, this is where it goes back to opinion versus actual data. Because we like to throw out stuff because it's seen, seen if seems like it would make sense. Mm-hmm. And when we come back from break, I want to I want us to hit on and I don't, I want you to think about this. The impact of video games and violence. Huge huge topic. But is it true is it not is it a myth? We'll have more of this conversation on the other side. This is the truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 the truth.